This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Kimono has been a traditional Japanese piece of clothing since around the 8th century. The word kimono is literally translated from Japanese as something to wear and was originally a common term for all kinds of Japanese clothes. These days, a kimono refers to a single particular type of outerwear. It's a formal outfit that are worn on special occasions, like weddings, coming-of-age ceremonies, graduation, and events related to the traditional culture, like tea ceremonies and flower arrangements. There are, of course, other types of clothes, but let's talk about this one, yukata. Look, this is a kimono, and this is a yukata. They look almost identical, but there's actually a big difference between them. The word yukata can be translated from Japanese as bathing clothes. Traditionally, a yukata was a kind of kimono worn for bathing. Later, it lost its initial purpose and is now a light outfit that the Japanese may wear in summer. So, just to make it clear, these days, kimono refers to a particular formal clothing for official occasions, and a yukata is worn at summer events and never on formal occasions. So that's the first difference. The second difference is the material both are made from. Kimonos can be made from polyester, wool, linen, and silk. Silk kimonos are the most expensive ones. Yukata is summer clothes, so they're made of light material, mostly from cotton. A yukata is about 10 times cheaper than a kimono. Another difference, kimonos are very hard to put on and dressing up requires practice or assistance. Putting on a yukata isn't a problem at all, and any person can do it easily. Of course, these are not the only two types of clothes, there are way more of them, all of which are worn on different occasions or by different groups of people. There are different kimonos for men and women, and also for different ages. There are even different clothes for single and married women. This way, one can tell if a woman is married just by looking at what she's wearing. So, I told you that a kimono can be 10 times more expensive than a yukata. Yes, a good kimono can cost up to $10,000 on average, and even more than that. So why are they so expensive? Well, first off, those expensive ones are made entirely of silk. Around 40 feet of silk is needed to make one, so that's a lot of expensive fabric to start with. Next, they're handmade, and they can take months to finish. Just for you to understand, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I'll walk you through all these steps. So, kimono artisans start by drawing a sketch of a kimono's design. First, they do it in low scale, and then in the actual size. A rough draft takes one full day to complete. But a rough draft is fine to see if the design is good and fix something, but isn't good to proceed. 
So as soon as the design is finalized, it has to be redrawn nicely. And this takes up to 10 days. Why so long? See for yourself. It's this detailed. The next step is called drafting. The design gets transferred to the silk and it takes another two weeks to complete. The paint that is used right now won't even stay on the finished kimono. It's important in the process of creating the kimono because it'll be a guide for other painters. But later, it'll be washed off. After that, artisans trace the design with a glue-like paste. Later when the silk is painted, this glue will separate the colors, not allowing them to mix and mess up the design. There is also a second purpose. The fabric under the glue will not be dyed, and so there will be this nice white outline where needed. So throw in another week for this. When it's done, a kimono is sewn together out of several pieces of fabric later. At this point of the process, it's still in pieces. They get sent to several artisans who will work on them. So different sections are done by different people. But they have to keep in mind the final design of the whole final kimono. Now, mind that the silk is originally white. But of course, the final kimonos have all sorts of colors. There are several techniques that can be used to dye the base of a kimono. Some use large bushes that are quickly moved, working around the design. It's important that it's done at the same speed everywhere. This way, the paint settles more evenly, and the density of the dye is the same all over the fabric. There's also a different technique called shibori. It's centuries old, and it's a bit more complicated. It allows you to thoroughly color parts of the kimonos in different shapes. First, it's important to sew up the silk, and it's absolutely crucial to sew it up properly because the sewing forms the edge of the patterns. The stitch closes off the parts that shouldn't be dyed. Then, the silk goes into a barrel. What's not supposed to be dyed is hidden inside, but the ends that should be dyed hang out of the barrel. The barrel should be properly bound so that the dye doesn't leak inside and doesn't color what isn't supposed to be colored. Then, the barrel with hanging silk goes into a big container of liquid dye, and the barrel is quickly moved up and down. The color should be closely monitored and adjusted until it's exactly the shade that was requested. Adjustments are, of course, made by adding dye that will give the liquid the needed shade. Identifying different shades is yet another impressive skill not everyone has. Theoretically, the designs can be computer printed on the fabric. This is how cheaper kimonos are made. But expensive handmade kimonos are made by hand. If a kimono has a complicated design, it can take up to three weeks to paint it all. Then there's the last step, embroidering and applying gold leaves. Of course, the amount of time that's required to finish it depends on the complexity of the embroidery. Simpler patterns will only take weeks and more complex ones will require months to finish. The more embroidery there is, the longer it takes to make and the more expensive the final kimono is going to be. All in all, the price of a kimono reflects the amount of hours put into making it. After all, some of them take up to a year to finish. Around 20 people are involved in making that piece of art, and all of them should be paid for their long hours, so their prices skyrocket. Of course, not everyone has $10,000 to pay for a good quality kimono. The price can be way lower, depending on the quality. But if the kimono is of good quality and is well cared for, it can last for several generations. So it's a perfect heirloom to be passed down, especially if it's decorated with a family crest. There are even specialists who can restore an old family kimono to make it look brand new. 
these people know how to wash it and restitch it and restore the colors. Kimonos are T-shaped, and all of them made for adults are only available in one size. So, no trouble looking for your size, ever. They're adjusted to the right size when putting it on, by folding it up on the waist. Also, when wrapped around the body, remember that the left side goes on top of the right. It's done the other way around only for the funerals, so don't make this mistake. The designs and colors of kimonos have a meaning and tell a story. There are patterns that represent different seasons. For example, pine and bamboo branches for winter. Cherry blossoms, plum flowers, and peacocks represent spring. Lilies are for summers, and grapes and maple leaves represent fall. The colors are important too. Blue represents sky and ocean. Red wards off evil spirits. Purple is for nobility, and pink represents youth. But all that is typical for women's kimonos. Kimonos for men have simpler colors. They're usually dark and don't have any fancy patterns. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.